Yeti. That's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm a, literally afraid to drink from it because I don't know how hot the thing inside of it is. It's extremely it's hot. It's so hot. Yeah. It is like, somehow it, hotter it's than almost, when it entered. It's almost too Also, hot. I think it's funny that you got a Yeti as a gift when like you don't drink coffee. So is this for your tea? Well, it's from my uncle who just doesn't really know me that well anymore. That's okay. a pretty good like um, shot in the dark gift yeah. to get somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like I guess you're going to have – maybe you'll have a hot or cold drink yeah. that you will want to keep. You will be thirsty someday. Honestly, yeah. I, I got it and immediately my mind went to keeping vodka sodas cold in the park this summer. Yeah, and on the yeah. beach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, just pouring just vodka Talia's... in that to top off your LaCroix for the beach is a pretty, pretty good idea. Yeah. Talia's cousin actually just uses – she lives in Texas, so she's like, oh, it keeps my iced coffee cold all the time. I was like, Bleh. I all know, right. Nice. And speaking of cold, you guys, Ooh, uh, uh, I think this, we. You mean the cold open? I, yeah, <laughs> I would really much prefer talking about this, but today, because somebody probably out there wants us to, we're going to be talking about the Brawl for All tournament. I feel like if we put it up for a vote, maybe we wouldn't get the answer we think we're going to get. <laughs> But let's talk about it. But I think people want to hear our witty, insightful takes on it. <laughs> but I mean, isn't everything about the brawl for all the fact that nobody asked for it, nobody wants it? There was, and yet here it is. There and and Bobby, first, just what is the the brawl for all? Wow. So the brawl for all is a shoot fight tough man contest where WWE stars, uh, regardless of background, are taking place uh, with boxing gloves on. Uh, the ring is transformed to look a little bit more boxing-ish with some, like, turnbuckle. I don't know what you would call that, but turnbuckle covers. Uh, but they're going three one-minute rounds, uh, and they're awarded a point system, five points for every, for the most punch, punches landed in a round, five points for a takedown that you're in control of. Five points for every takedown, every time they say takedown. <laughs> oh God. In that case, they'd be infinite. Um, there's no abacus big enough. And then there was uh, 10 points for a knockdown, and then if it's a knockout, it's over. And they have an eight, standing eight count, would be the would be the also a, considered a TKO. Great job. Now, see, I'm not an MMA guy like Bobby, so I don't know that I would have been able <laughs> well, to really... Well, they fucking repeated it a hundred fucking times. But... And also, I was like, what the... And also, truly, this is so outside of my like purview that like I had to pay laser attention to be like, what is and... happening? And there was no build for it either. It was just like one week on Raw, they're like, now we're having the Brawl for All tournament. Like, if they had for a few weeks in the meantime, like, teased, like, somebody being like, oh, well, I beat the shit out of you if this was a real fight on air, I think that maybe they could have drummed up Hell, some kind of excitement for I this. would buy, you know what I would have bought? I would have bought, like, a uh, open call video package behind the scenes, like, daylight before pay-per-view arena kind of thing. Yeah. Where... Open signups. Who thinks that the toughest guy, the toughest yeah. real son of a bitch in the WWF? You come here and you put your name down and you enter this. And like the like, WWE Whoa. talent show. Yeah, everyone's like, like people are like, I'm gonna <laughs> tap dance. But like the the the, the signup goes up on Vince's door and uh-huh. like we literally watch with a hard camera like who's gonna come up and step up to the challenge. And like people calling people out. Oh, you pussy! You're not gonna sign up for this and stuff. Like people getting goaded into it. Like but you can think about why that doesn't work. Like and that's why this whole idea falls apart and under an immediate scrutiny. Wait, because... you can think about why what you were saying doesn't work? Yeah, well but why this, but it's also a bigger reflection of why the whole idea doesn't work, which is that everything else is fantasy. So how do you mentally have people suspend disbelief, stop suspending their disbelief, this is real, this is fake? How do you set someone up in story as a real ass tough guy? And take the risk that he ends up being shown as not a real ass tough guy. I mean, like, so there's so many variables you can't control that it just it's 
it's why this doesn't work and they don't they're out of this business <laughs> well i will for sure say that um they the whole venture is risky in the sense that that they are they have certain people who like maybe are more over than other people and if those people are the ones boxing and they get knocked out yeah then like they lost a lot of the, of what they built they up. don't want to put stone cold in there you know stone cold might win that's not a risk I would, if i was a businessman that's not the risk i would take if i was Vince McMahon. i wouldn't be putting him in there i wouldn't put shamrock in there right right i mean you you got it has to be for like lower <laughs> lower tier yeah, talent because the investment that they spend on these characters like the investment they've spent like building them up like that could get really fucked up. And we're going to talk about some ways it, it did in this. Okay, but here's the thing. So I think having the... Ha- so what you're saying about having the, uh, you know, ever, like, you know, like, open sign up. Like, let's see who can do it. That might... Maybe that doesn't work, right? Because then pe- the question is, why aren't the toughest guys yeah, doing it? Right. But if they had some sort of, like... Um, Hey, you know, we want to, you know, if they, if they built it in like, Hey, you know, you guys, you guys aren't getting title shots right now. Here's a way to earn some extra money. Or um, even a bunch of guys band together and they're like, we're tired of being the jobbers. We're tired right. of, of taking these losses, Scorpio. And I want to get, we want to prove that we're, we're, we, you, you guys think you're fucking tough with your Inferno matches and everything else. Watch me. I'm going to fucking go knuckle to knuckle with these guys. Right. And like, and you know, we'll get into it, but like Bart Gunn kind of goes there at one point There's where he's like, story to tell. where he's just like, he's like, I like, yeah, you better respect me. And like, that would be an interesting thing, especially, I mean, I, I don't know when you want to get into this. Well, I I think I want to start with who fucking who um loses the most or who lost the most in the brawl for all. Like who the, who's the biggest loser? Who are the biggest losers of brawl for all? Who looks I, I think the us. worst? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. First off, I will say that like even the worst pay per view that we've ever had to watch wasn't as much like. Um, sixth grade Sunday night you have to do this uh, or otherwise you're getting an F in biology I wasn't taking biology in sixth grade but you know um, wrote mechanical move on to the next match that was was doing the work to, for this podcast I mean I not only did I watch Brawl for All multiple times I kept like watching a match and then like would literally zone out so completely that it'd be over and I'm like oh fuck now I gotta watch yeah, it again yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like dr- I had to rewatch the same matches I was like god damn it yeah. I mean thank god it had an upper limit of like Five minutes. Well, it's three minutes of of, yeah. of actual content, which also I think I mean like structurally, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of things wrong with this, but the rounds are so short that even mm-hmm. when there were moments where I was genuinely entertained and thrilled, mm-hmm. yeah, they were so short, and then it, 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 there wasn't enough away. time. You couldn't build any momentum. And next thing I know, I was back in my driveway, and I had no idea how to <laughs> get there. Yeah, <laughs> literally. But also, like, I wouldn't even describe it as like edging because like it wasn't even getting. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was like kind of getting a little bit of a semi every once in a while. I was like, what? It just was very, it never got me there in any way. It, it was like back in sixth grade, leafing through the J.C. Penny catalog. Hold on. Speaking of getting a semi, though, I will say one thing I appreciated about the Brawl for All were all of like the sweatpants shorts. <laughs> like this was wrestlers how I've always wanted to see them, how I do see them in my mind's eye. And I gotta say, because at first I was very disoriented by like some people are wearing gear. I'm like, so are you in character? And some people are not wearing gear. And some people like literally like the fucking Henry Godwin. Henry Godwin looked like he was stopped while he was taking the trash out at his house. <laughs> and they were like, hey, you want to be in a boxing match? And he was like, all right. He was looking at an episode of Cops. <laughs> like, is this what Dog the Bounty Hunter is doing now? It was very disorienting, but honestly, fuck man, Nathan. 
Nathan usually, who Nathan, the, famously the heel of this podcast, uh, doesn't watch a lot of this content. He manages, he will literally go hide in the room with the door closed to stay away. And it's usually the bathroom. It's bad. Wow. But he was watching Brawl for All. And I will say the sight of like Bart Gunn and Bradshaw in those like gym shorts, he was like, hold on, who are these guys again? And like, that was so invested. He was like, what is this? What are they doing? Why are they doing it? And I was like, okay, someone's paying attention. Bradshaw looked like he was so pissed to just, like, be there. He was just, every, every, every at the end of every match, he was like, fuck. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the, the sort of provenance of this, like, where this all came from. So this is, Brawl for All was a Vince Russo idea. Like, it came from him. It was pitched from him that, like, we should do this shoot-style fight. There's a lot of, like, I guess at this time, uh, UFC MMA wasn't so big, but it was gaining popularity, and there's a lot of, like, tough man contests. Yeah. Um, so this is what they they were trying to capitalize on, and especially anytime they're trying to differentiate from the competition when competition is so stiff. Here's a chance to be like, we've got the balls to let our guys fucking go. And and it's, I think it's a good idea in in idea just because like again, I I never got it. My parents never bought me a WWE pay per view, so they definitely weren't buying me a UFC pay per view. So in my mind, I had built up in my head that in UFC fights they were literally like murdering each other in the yeah. ring from from like the, the little bits and pieces that I heard. So dragging that into into this here, like again for uh, juniors or sophomore in high school, Aaron Benoit, this this seems like like a dream. This seems cool, and but JBL is an interesting person to bring up because he's one of the ones that fame. Like there is a legend that JBL is the one who said backstage one day, "Hell, if this was a fucking shoot fight, I'd be the only guy standing back here." Like he is famous for having that attitude and getting in scraps with guys. All like he had. Uh, so on this episode that Brawl for All they talk about with Bruce Pritchard's podcast, which is great, uh, they talk a lot about Brawl for All, and he tells a story about a time when Blackman, Steve Blackman and Bradshaw got in an actual like shoot fight backstage once. Yeah. Like, it was just sort of like a drunk, like, they weren't, you know, it wasn't real afterwards, but just like a fight breaks out. And Bradshaw told uh, Bruce Pritchard that like he was hit eight, like Blackman is so fast that he was hit eight times before he realized he was in a fight. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's also, it's fucking JBL. You yeah, know? but he, the JBL has that. I'm excited that we're, when you start to see more of that from him down, much more down the road. But uh, yeah, but he's one of the ones who famously like was an inspiration for this kind of idea of like, huh, what would happen if we, if we do this? The other inspiration, cocaine. He had tons of cocaine. Um, and uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams will talk a lot about it. Who, speaking of the biggest losers of this podcast which i believe was your original question yeah let's yeah. let's uh let's start with with dr death then dr death steve williams i think is probably the biggest loser of this competition um uh other than us for having to watch sure. that yes, outfit that he came in the first time where I, I believe it was red with white trim and then i don't know how it, it was, was like a, a jeff jarrett a v it was a v coming down to his navel of two thin strips that did not cover his nipples no no it's unclear what that was supporting um <laughs> He definitely, he definitely was Jarrett-esque, I would say. Jarrett slash Escher-esque. But he is a guy that was... So another kind of like legend about the Brawl for All is that it was designed specifically to put over Dr. Death. Because he's a guy who had a big career in Japan, also was a football player, also was like a, a tough man guy. I think like a strong man, bodybuilder type, amateur wrestler. Famous reputation for being like a tough as shit kind of guy. Won a bunch of tag team titles with Terry Gordy and Vader in Japan. Like... Was just known. So he was. Uh, so the legend was that this was made to put him over. That this was like part of his deal when they signed him. It's like, we're going to put you in this thing and you're going to win. It'll be this big thing. It'll be a great way to launch this character because of he's so tough. And um, I read something else that might be apocryphal that they actually like may have paid him. That's the... also a rumor, but it's not true. Allegedly, they may have paid him. What? They may have paid him. 
paid him the the before the, the winner's fee before he entered. Which honestly uh, doesn't track if you know anything about Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? So it's like I also yeah, he probably didn't pay the winner the winner's <laughs> fee. <laughs> But actually, that so that the room there was so many rumors. One that the whole thing was designed to, to boost him, which is not true because he was under contract before the idea happened. Um, the other thing is that the bracket was set up to advantage him because he started off with the one-eyed man. Uh, but <laughs> That's uh, Bruce Pritchard swears that it was names in a paper bag that Savio Vega drew out, like in an office, all with everybody together. And the last thing was that uh, he was paid the winner's fee before, to the point when Bart Gunn was scheduled to go against him. Bart Gunn called Bruce Pritchard and was like, "I just want to make sure." Am I going to be any kind of trouble if I knock this guy out? Like, mm-hmm. I need to know. Like, do I need to worry that I'm that I'm gonna I have to do the business here? And he's like, no, we don't. Nothing's like guaranteed for anybody. The whole point of this is like nobody was given anymore, you know. And then yeah. anybody else, like, no one told you you're gonna win your first round. No one's telling him. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a work. Uh, so yeah. So there is a lot of like legend around that. But I think he came out of it first of all injured, out for six months with a torn hamstring, Doctor Death. From his match, and he, there's no way you can reposition him as like the toughest guy in the, on the roster because it's empirically false. <laughs> well, he's the toughest guy against a guy with one eye. He's the toughest, toughest guy in the hospital. He's the toughest guy not named Bart Gunn. I mean, that's <laughs> not going to move merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the idea, by the way, of Savio Vega pulling like names because he's probably going like to the camera. Hey, hey, come over here. <laughs> come, over, come, come look at this. Um, uh, <clears throat> I also think. I mean, I don't know if if, if he. Had so far to fall, but Brockus. Oh well, Brockus was a huge fucking goat in the other way. And Brockus is is shows why these big, strong muscle dudes aren't fighters. Like, yes. like again, Brockus could beat the shit out of me. I'm, oh, 100%. I'm like, like hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Oh, the three of us combined, like sitting on each other's shoulders in a trench coat. <laughs> but but those, we do that. That's how we fight. By well, the that's way. the way we do anything. That's how we record the podcast. Yeah. But his lack of mobility, his lack of flexibility, like just you cannot move like that in a fight like this. There's a there's a a, a movie once for warriors. Did you ever watch it? No. It's um it's about uh, the Maori in New Zealand, uh-huh. and uh, you know just it's like a very violent movie. Like you know these these guys who are just like alcoholics and like yeah. super violent. But this one guy, he like gets into a fight with a guy who looks a lot stronger and bigger, and just kicks the shit out of him right away and it, the quote from it is like something like um like all weights not enough speed work or yeah. whatever and that's exactly it's such a good fucking quote like too many weights not enough speed work that's Brockus right there well if there's one thing i've learned from being a high school teacher is that the fight is about who can get the most hits in the fastest yes yeah, I, I think you can't compare someone who is like used to like deadlifting to like being able to like have the force of throwing a punch and like the same musculature in the same way. Like I imagine that's why like yeah, like you said, you can never bet on who's gonna win the fight just by the tail of the tape. So this was like the one and only Brockus thing that we've watched in our purview, and he's injured off of this and basically gone forever. Well, good for him. Go back. Um, also. Bob Holly? Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, also who looks like a fucking punk is uh, Mark Merrow in the first oh round. God. Mark Merrow in every appearance. <laughs> every time Mark Merrow's on my he screen. He is a Golden Globes, uh, Golden Globes boxer. Golden Globes. Golden Globes. <laughs> Golden Globes. No, he, is, he actually was Golden Globes, and that's the problem. <laughs> it was the Hollywood Foreign like, Press it, gave him a Golden Globe for I mean, I think best Mark, boxer. I think Mark Wahlberg is a Golden Globes boxer. <laughs> <laughs> 
But he, like, they, the way they talk about Mark Merrow mm-hmm. being like, oh, well, he's a boxer. He's got this boxer background. Because you're like, surely he has to be better at something than he is wrestling. Right. Surely. <laughs> surely. It must be that. I believed it until now, and now I don't believe that. Yeah. It's like, it's just, he's just good at wooing spouses. He can mm-hmm. do, he can do one shooting star press, and it looks gorgeous. <laughs> End of list. Yeah. I mean. Grows it, a mean mustache. It, it was insane, because, like. I mean, first of all, the other thing about what made this weird, whole weird thing, which actually had a really good name. I like Brawl for All as a name. But what made all of this thing super fucking weird was people would get beaten and then they would advance to the next round because everybody was dropping out. Like, Well, speaking of dropouts, we got to talk about that Dan Severn interview backstage where I'm like, <laughs> is, he, is he doing an impression of a member of the Little Rascals? Please, hold on, hold on, hold on. Man of my stature, I have nothing to prove. When I have a score to settle, I will do it when my hands are not bound. Okay, Elias, well, like little buck teeth. I was like, he literally looked up, he looked, I was like, are you alfalfa? Like, he should have a little thing in the back of his head. Dan Severn looked like he was doing a proof of life video. <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just afraid to say it because I don't think Dan Severn has anything better to do. Is he dead? Except, like, search up his name and be like, who's talking shit about me today? Is he dead? I 100% don't think Dan Severn knows how to work a computer, let alone podcast. And I also am not afraid to say that. <laughs> and I also think Dan Severn does nothing but, like, collect model trains. <laughs> So, <laughs> prove me wrong, Dan Severn. Come and find me. Please don't. I honestly am um, very afraid. I just have to drop out. Why can you? We can't get an like an excuse. The next time I'm going to fight, it'll be. After I'm like, what is that voice? <laughs> what is this outfit? What I have nothing people? else to prove. Oh, he sounded like a very like a like a lesser villain from like uh, He Man. You know what I mean? It was very weird. Like the fact that Paul Heyman Skeletor's accountant. The, the worst thing for him is that Paul Heyman wasn't around at this point to be his mouthpiece. My God, what a uh, you know? And also to like maybe shave his mustache. <laughs> oh, I'm just picturing Paul Heyman tenderly shaving his mustache off. Hey, Dan Severn has kept the mustache alive and well. This is 2016. He so. looks a lot better there, honestly. Oh, I would 100 percent have sex with a guy who looks like this. Dan Severn. In, in 2016. Yeah. Daddy Dan. Have. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, list. What about Savio Vega? Looks like a fucking badass. Yeah. Except he aggravated an old arm injury and would yeah. never wrestle for the WWF again. Yeah. An old army injury? An old army injury. <laughs> From back in Korea. Operation Brawl for All. <laughs> <laughs> um... I just glanced over at Eric's notes and just see this sucks in all caps. <laughs> yeah, that was Doctor. That was Dan Severn versus the Godfather. I think we all probably have something like that. I've got. Uh, I am so sick of the brawl for all music in all caps. Uh, also, all these guys have theme music. Yeah, it's just like they made so many weird choices. Yeah. Also, the tail of the tape were really funny. There was one. Didn't they for, do like only one tell of the tape? No, I they didn't. Never They went by really quickly. They didn't really. Some of them were mostly useless. But there was oh, one oh, for. Oh, oh, Bradshaw and Dross. Bradshaw yeah, and Dross. Where background for Bradshaw was football <laughs> and barroom brawling, and the and background for Dross was uh, puking and fo- football, football and tattoos. That's his background. <laughs> it was football tattoos, puke, not puking even. Just, Just puke. Pu- he, he came he, from the ooze. He specializes in puke. I was like. What the fuck? By the way. And the, and, and the pictures of the two of them on that one there where you got uh, Bradshaw in full cowboy mode. Like, not even the dumb handlebar mustache he has now, but, like, the, the upturned mustache. What, they couldn't take an updated photo? They, I mean, the whole thing was like, what happened? By the way, um, this this seems very uh, serendipitous, but I want you to look at the cover of the, night, of the Bob Seger Night Moves album that I have right now. 
and tell me that that's not Bradshaw. Oh, that's Bradshaw, 100%. Just look right behind you. It's right there. Oh, that is Bradshaw. That's 100% Bradshaw. It's amazing. Does Bob Seger have a, st- a stupid face? <laughs> well, yeah. I guess he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah he does. Uh, let's see. So other big losers were the audience because I, you know, I, I know we talked about this like conversationally, but what were the chants? Uh, boring. We want wrestling. We want wrestling. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, it's just so funny to watch these two guys kick the shit out of each other and then just have everyone going, we want wrestling. Yeah, but I think that does like speak volumes about the whole thing. Like That sums it all up right there. It's like everyone complains about wrestling being fake, about blah, blah, blah. They gave us a real fight and everybody was like, Actually, we just want the fake shit. Like that's mm-hmm. actually what we want to see. We don't care that they're not actually hurting each other. We and want also, to be also, we never asked for it. Yeah, we, we we don't want this. But just in case anybody was wondering, we're just like telling you in uncertain terms. That's not what we're here for. It's an argument for that guy who would t- who would say to you, "Oh, you watch wrestling? Isn't it fake? Yeah. Who isn't watching? Isn't engaged in the project? Isn't going to engage in the product because of this? Like, I mean, it, it's not going to draw anyone new in." Guys, I will say this: is I were recording this in mid January. That like I feel like right now. If anybody put on pro wrestling on a Wednesday night and could was it in love with it, like they gotta check their head. Like mm-hmm. it's it. There's I'm blown away night after night about it now. So it's like it's crazy. This is such a great example as to the beauty of it, even back then. That like the appeal was in the storytelling and in the the pageantry and entertainment of it all. Speaking of just storytelling, or I guess I want I want to talk yeah. about the calling. The, the match calling because Jesus Christ if there were if, if you thought that like watching guys like half-heartedly like not half-heartedly box but box even though a lot of them don't have boxing backgrounds and it's not just boxing it's also like pseudo wrestling because it's like takedown. that takedown thing where you're like okay I never thought in boxing oh man it'd be great if they could just try to take them down and I never thought in in like UFC, oh, it'd be great if they would just like pause in the middle of, ta- of taking th- them down and just stand up and start boxing. Like, there's it makes no sense. None of it made any sense. But the worst was when the call, like um, uh, Jr. and King, and I guess at times uh, HBK yeah. were they're just like you know these guys are out of their comfort zone. Every single match, these guys are out of their comfort zone. They're doing, they're well, tough, and guys. also because two guys who are out of their comfort zone are, are Jr. and King. Like, yeah. like they're not, yeah. they don't. They're used to having the script in front of them and knowing, like, oh, this spot is coming, so I need to, to say this in order to boost this up. They have to. These are not and... like live sports guys. But also, they have to, at the same time, just like they do on commentary during regular during regular wrestling matches, where they're part of the story, they're building the story, and they're filling in the gaps, and they're part of the storytelling. They're also trying to protect these guys. Yeah. By say by like apologizing in advance, like, oh, Mark Merrow's losing here because it's not just a straight boxing match because it's not a wrestling match. It's because of the takedowns that yeah. Mark Merrow. Just can't do it. Same thing. They did the same thing when Dan Severin had his one match. They're like, his HBK is like, well, you know, submissions don't count, so he, his UFC training means nothing. And I'm like, mm, does it mean that? <laughs> it means less HBK, than nothing. I don't know, man. It would have been better if he had just like taken, you know, English lit. I will say though, I did love how I did think the Bart Gun Bob Holly fight did look like a scene from Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Holly looked like hamburger meat. Like, truly, though, you could put on um, Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins in the background, and, like, unmute, and honestly, the whole brawl for all would be a hundred times better. <laughs> they also, they said takedown so many times. Oh, like, my God. Was that a takedown? I thought 
I don't think that was a takedown. Was a takedown or takedown? Was that a takedown? Also, I hated the referees in the beginning. Be like, I don't want to see any kicking or headbutts. I don't want to see any knives, saws, guns, <laughs> tanks. I'm like, oh my god, we get it. Um, I did appreciate the few attempts to put a little bit of story in here. So you talked about uh, Barkon and Bob Holly and using that to yeah. break. Finally, thank God end this uh, NWA experiment and break up the new Midnight Express, which never was good to right. begin with. Um, Godfather bringing his hose down yeah. and offering, uh, who was it? Scorpio. Every, to, and, every, for um, the last two matches he yeah. did, he, he offered. Yeah. And then Barca, he didn't offer. He was like, I'm just going to kick your ass or whatever. Um, yeah, like that, that made it, I mean, I guess they were kind of like working as they went. So like, they were just yeah. like, okay, let's introduce new things while we're doing it. But like, if they had built more promos into these things, then maybe you would get something more out of it. Well, as you as you heard in our SummerSlam episode, and as you hear in our next episode about Breakdown, there's a lot of other things going on, and I'm sure if they have, they're like, Sheesh, should we get uh, Bark Gun promo, or should we let Kane and Undertaker and Mankind and Austin <laughs> and The Rock and Triple H? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, dude, I don't want to hear more from these guys either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an experiment that they didn't even, like, go fully into, well, so it was just and, like, well, okay. And we talk about how to make the experiment work, but at the end of the day, they, they should never have done the experiment. <laughs> <laughs> and they and, and yeah. I think they realized it by like the second or third week when they're putting the uh, Scorpio and Eight Ball match on a recap later on. Well, I they're, mean, they're holy like, shit! Are there the more bleak words in the English language than like Scorpio <laughs> versus Eight Ball in a brawl for all match? Oh my god! Although it's literally anti entertainment. Some of those, some of that, those highlights. I was like, you know what? This might have been the one to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, you know, like that. It looked like there was like somebody actually fell. You, we got how many knockdowns in the whole thing? Like. Two? Not three? to the end, really. Then it was three, yeah. fucking Bart Gunn, man. He Bart Gunn. His... Bart Gunn's a fucking badass. I, by the end of this, I was like, I can't... I mean, like, I wish he would have got... I mean, talking again, talking to losers from the Brawl for All. You know who's a big loser? Bart, Bart fucking Gunn. Yeah, because they did nothing with <laughs> him after. He won the whole thing. It, it just like, oh, man. Man. He could have... It's like, yeah, you could have built off this. He was a big hoss of a guy. Throw him in DX. Uh, we'll show at uh, WrestleMania 15 exactly how wrong they did this. Jesus. But I just remember even watching this as a child. So this is when I was, because it was only on TV, I was like deeply engaged in this as it was unfolding. I just remember being so fucking confused. And not only is it bad in every single way, but like you said, all the replacements, all the fill-in made all the brackets seem pointless. And so it's like, what are we, like even as a kid, I was like, what is this? How um, satisfying though was it, and we'll we'll go right to the finals now, to watch um, Bradshaw get hit in his big dumb face. Wow. It, It honestly felt great especially he looked like he was kind of fighting dirty for a while like he looked like he was a little bit like he's an asshole he's yeah. famously an asshole right I he mean, looked like, like he was like he was day. like kind of like getting them all like like you know kind of holding on for for a lot longer than he's supposed yeah. to he's not a reformed asshole he's still <laughs> like he like he's who like bullied Mauro Ronaldo off of television yeah. into like a bipolar episode like that's right how, he's still like a huge piece of shit uh, so yeah, who donates to charity, but is still who, yeah. I mean, I've, he, like he's 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 like the Christian that's hedging his bets to get into heaven. He's but, just like big swinging dick, kind of fucking yeah. straight white guy with oil money tech. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like the, uh, the oil money though is from wrestling oil. Yeah. <laughs> it's the baby oil. He's, money. The, he's the one who has the contract to grease everybody up before they go out. <laughs> he's like uh, I'm trying to think of there's like a, like what's his like there's a pol- there's like a politician equivalent. Of, I know what he is. He's the the Simpsons. The what the. Yeah, the root yeah, yeah. cowboy the, guy. The, 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 the oil man uh-huh. from, from The Simpsons, except as a wrestler. Yeah. That's basically 
Jr. Well, J- yeah, Jr. from Dallas. Yeah. Um, and they it was almost criminal that they let that fight go on after he got knocked down the first time. Well, I think he probably was like, "I'm fucking still fighting," because he's that kind of guy. That no, they they said, "Are you fine?" And you see him like give the smallest nod ever, which that's when the referee says, the "No, thing. you're not." When fine. when you've worked with Bradshaw for that long, you're just like, "That's what his face looks like." <laughs> I can't tell if he's knocked out or if he's just, like, getting ready for the next match. I don't know. So, yeah, I'm putting him back in. I'm going to err on the side of caution. I can't imagine how hard Bart Gunn must punch people. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Bradshaw, no matter what you say, there's, like, he's a huge fucking man. Yeah. He is a huge fucking man. And no matter what, like, he is undeniably a tough fucking oh, man. Oh, yeah, again. Holy would shit. Would murder me. How hard? I mean, I'm someone who doesn't watch boxing, obviously. So, like, I guess it's kind of... Only MMA. Bobby is wearing his tap-out <laughs> shirt right now. <laughs> Look, Jesus didn't tap. And, uh, yeah. um, but I uh, couldn't... I like, honestly am, like, shocked thinking about how a hard Bart gun must punch people. Well, first of all, he was he was doing, like... like I guess, is that a roundhouse? Like, he was... He was coming oh, in like yeah. it was like a, a wide swing, that like one maybe time, a cross or something. Every, I think it was the Doctor Death match where he went to punch, or maybe it was like draws or Scorpio. Honestly, who cares? Uh, <laughs> he went to punch someone, then he punched so hard that he spun around. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ! It was like uh, oh Little Mac God. just hit a star punch on Von Kaiser. Yeah. yeah, it was wild. Yeah. I've never seen two people fight <clears throat> like that. So like, I guess like in a way, that's the kind of thing they were trying to capture, like those moments. Right for every single match. Yeah, but there was like, have, they just need a bark gun. Fighting a bunch of bark guns. Yeah, but the, like, and because there are moments I feel like it almost not everyone. I feel like Marrow did. Oddly enough, it was never a Marrow match, but all the other ones had like at least like a little run where there was like some fucking like punches being thrown, and it was and the crowd even popped a little bit, uh-huh. and like it was there, but it just it wasn't sustainable. And the rounds were so short that by the time that happened, they'd break them up and the whole, you'd lose all momentum. But again, they they don't totally want that either because to do that means that someone else gets made to look like a punk. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a. You're right. It's a no-win situation. Like, what yeah. do you do? We can talk about ways to make it better, but I mean, the only the only way they idea. the only the only one that worked okay was like I guess draws and Hawk because like it was a draw. Like I guess Hawk Hawk got his nose broken, so he's like, well, I don't need to advance. Like, and then I mean, even, even Dan Severin, he wins, and he goes, I don't want to. Do <laughs> I don't want to well, you guys, I don't think it's really fun that we go out here and do this fighting match. I'm going to um, stay home and I'm going to go home. It's time for my dinner. <laughs> hey, you guys want to come over and play uh, some tabletop games? Uh, Vampire of the Masquerade or anything uh, like that? <laughs> oh, no, I lost my favorite marble in the match today. Oh, I'm going to take all the rest of mine and go home. Oh, oh, I lose my favorite agate. Oh, my agate went in the back of that tail thing. <laughs> <laughs> No one does a table a tailpipe shot like this. Oh. I, think, I think we've reached the end. Okay, well we have we have there's one more thing. There's one more thing I think we have to do before we end this here. Three people here. Does each of us think that we would win the brawl for all between the three of us? Oh. Like who would who would like, take I think, it? Yeah, I think if we did a brawl for all and it was the three of us, I think that I would win. I honestly think there's a case for me that any one of the three of us would win. Because I think... If we, That's why you would lose, because you don't think you would win. No, if any one of us... <laughs> because I think if we broke down like by stats, like who can lift the most, who can do whatever, who's the fastest, I think we'd all have different... 
I think we really just come down to like it, it's luck at that point because we're all I think everyone is pretty evenly matched. Well, if you subscribe to the ten thousand dollar Patreon yeah. tier, <laughs> and you can Wait, make it we're happen, we're only fighting for just ten thousand fights, <laughs> podcast fights, actually. Honestly, we only ten thousand dollars. Look at a uh, look at a Rockefeller over here. I'm just saying, like this face is, you know, has made all of my Guys, checks. You what made it till forty, Eric. You don't need to do anything anymore. I say we do uh, three on three against the King James Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven in a cell phone versus hell in a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we, King James Virgin. King James Virgin. Yes, uh, that is what I think we should do. Uh, no, but I think we'd all be pretty evenly matched. I, I think it could be anybody. I, I, there's I a lot of there's a lot of in different ways. Yeah. Who who here is? Has, I think Aaron who, who here has boxed at all? Has anyone? Has I've taken boxing like boxing gym classes. No. I bo- I took boxing in in college. I took a class yeah, at took Cornell. <laughs> oh, sorry, they don't teach. Yeah, they don't teach that. <laughs> Fencing was all booked Guys, up. <laughs> you saw school ties or whatever it is. Like the the Jew from Harvard. Like <laughs> I think Aaron probably has the strongest punch. Like if we measured like force of a punch, I think Aaron probably has the strongest punch. I've got more of a reach than both of you. And what Aaron, do I have? And Aaron, oh, you you definitely got us as far as wind goes. You run every day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right, so I, I, that's what I mean. And I, I think I probably have a little speed. I think we got some. I think we got a good. I, I think it could be anybody's match. All right, now we kind of want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> I like we'll do. I would be like, well, we've got like a bunch of like rock'em sock'em, like you know, like a uh, rock'em sock'em blow up fist things. What mm-hmm. were those things called? Da, 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 more fun than a pillow fight. Hulk hands. Sock'em boppers. Sock'em boppers. No, nope, they were these never heard huge of those. inflatable cylinders you put on your fist, like blow up things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you would hit each other with them. Instead, they were like more padded than boxing gloves, and you would just beat the shit out of your friends with it. Wow. <laughs> and that was the first punch thrown. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you for, I mean, I guess, listening to this. We know uh, you didn't watch it. You're welcome. Out, so Thank you for indulging us. Don't go back and watch this, please. Uh, but if you do want to watch, next week we'll be going over Breakdown in your house. See you then. Playable Characters Podcast. Funny interviews with real video game characters. Hi, I'm Calvin Cato. And I'm Brian and McGinnis. And we interview video game characters yes. on our show. We have comedians and actors come on and pretend they're a video game character for 30 minutes. We talk to them. It's all ad-libbed and improvised and always very funny. Uh, past guests include Bowser, Ms. Pac-Man, Q-Bert, Princess Peach, and Princess Daisy. Yeah. Yep. You put them in a booth and uh, something short-circuited. And I decided that someone was taking too long in the money booth. <laughs> And I hit her with a baseball bat. (laughs) And thus was born Super Smash TV. Just like that. I was being raised by a family of of toadstools. How is that? Is that, that seems like it might be kind of fun. It was. It was really. Right it was really fun. Um, it's probably the reason I'm really kind of still into butt stuff because. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You say, you say bud stuff or butt, butt stuff? stuff because butt, they're kind of like stuff. you know like oh, butt like, plugs. You know. They do look like little butt plugs. <laughs> Mario should stick to plumbing. Okay. Okay. He's a very, from what I hear, a good plumber, a terrible hero. Yeah. So I mean, really bad. And I mean, let's not get started on his whatever he is. Uh, you know. Friend, brother, special friend, I don't know, Luigi, <laughs> whatever brothers. they're doing. They're yeah. Well, they're that's what they're saying. <laughs> that's what they're saying. They're right. saying they're brothers because, you know, in the uh, Italian-American community, <laughs> these people tend to not look yeah. kindly on certain relationships. If you want to know what's going on in your favorite video game character's life, check us out. Playable Characters Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, comes out every Monday.